Welcome to My COVID Diary. My name is Andrea Hardiker and this is My COVID Diary. Like everybody else worldwide, I'm trying to get to grips with a whole new lifestyle during the corona pandemic. And I decided to chart my journey here. 22nd of May 2020. Since lockdown, I, like so many others, have been unable to properly be around my elderly relatives. Obviously, visiting Scotland is out of the question just now, but my in-laws only live up the road. Paul and I have been helping with the shopping, dropping parcels off and talking to them from a safe distance in the garden. We even managed fish and chips last Sunday to celebrate my father-in-law's birthday. We ate in the car, they ate on their porch. It was fun. They're doing okay. During one of our chats, I asked about some bikes that we stored in their garage. When the kids were younger, we regularly went cycling to the Lake District on holiday all over. But we never had a garage to store our bikes and gradually the kids grew out of those type of trips. So the bikes went up to the in-laws for safekeeping. My father-in-law opened the garage and I tentatively pulled back the sheeting that covered our bikes and flinched. I'm no fan of creepy crawlies and I could see webs had formed across the handlebars. I also noticed that Best Bike is for an eight-year-old. She's about to turn 16 and she must be at least five foot eight. And Joe's is for a young teen. Again, he's about six foot two, so that wasn't going to work. So our only option was to rescue two of them, Paul's and mine. I love my bike for all the wrong reasons. It's turquoise, my favourite colour. I swear I'd buy anything that was turquoise. We even had a turquoise car at one point. The connection with the colour goes way back to my childhood, when age five my granny bought me a pair of turquoise sandals. I adored them, and the colour always makes me think of her. Anyway, back to the bikes. I made a mental note to wear gloves next time I visited and clean them with a long-handled brush. But my lovely in-laws had other ideas. They polished those bikes until they shone like new, not a cobweb in sight. Then they found a man who knew a man who was able to fix them up for safe riding. The idea was for Beth and I to ride along to the nearby village of Addingham and back. It's a reasonably straight road, and if you go when it's quiet, you can ride along the pavement which leads you to the back road. To set the scene a little, the first part of the ride is full of busy traffic and can be a little hairy, but the minute you turn off the main road onto the back road, you've got the River Wharf to your right and a long stretch of reasonably straight road. The river looks amazing in the morning, especially during the sunny weather we've been having. It's almost as if the stars have fallen from the sky overnight and are floating and dancing on the surface. The light bounces and twinkles. It's reasonably quiet along there. A few walkers along the way and some beautiful country houses too. Beth powers along in front of me, but I like to take my time, just noticing what it feels like to actually be on my bike, the wind whipping through my hair, the sun on my face. Beth's done very little since lockdown, other than sleep and sing the occasional song. She paints sometimes and bakes. It's difficult to motivate her when there's 
well, nothing to get up for. With school finished and college not yet started, it's been tough and I wanted to find a way of getting her up and moving. I think movement is incredibly important in life, especially in these times when we're quite literally stuck. After our first bike ride, bearing in mind there's a small but significantly steep hill leading to our house, we both felt sick. Our legs went from under us. We were pathetic. But we've kept it up, and I decided to record a little bit of it here. Hello, so today we're actually out on our bikes. Beth and I have been doing this. This is our third day running. Now, bearing in mind, neither of us are mega exercise freaks. Um, we keep getting passed by men in Lycra with matching socks, which kind of makes me smile. Beth, how are we getting on out here? Well, I've been doing a lot of cycling. I don't know what my mum is quite doing, but... Um, <laughs> Can't say we're a fan of the hills. <laughs> no, we're definitely not a fan of the hills. And we've managed to find quite a quiet road, um, which isn't too far from our house. But that said, it means that every time we go back home, we've got a big hill to go up, haven't we, Beth? And it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not nice, is it? No, no. But at the moment, we're having a little break. It's very peaceful and it's nice to get out and about during this horrible time. It does actually make us feel better, but we moan our heads off about it. Especially Beth, who, when I tried to wake her this morning, what was your response to me, Beth? Well, you asked me if I wanted to go and I said, why do you keep asking me that? No, you said, what? Whatever. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get back on those bikes now. Unfortunately, I can't actually take you on the bike ride with me. It's probably a little bit dangerous, but trust me. Bye! We're determined to keep those rides going and push ourselves a little further every time. We've been out a few times since that recording. The roads are getting busy again down here in England. It's a shame because we kind of missed that quiet time and I'm never that confident cycling on roads. But we'll find a way. I never thought I'd be taking up cycling at this stage in life. But then a few years back, I never thought I'd start a band either. I have to stop building barriers that have no place in my life. I've decided life's too short to procrastinate. We just have to go for it. As I said, the weather is warm and windy and there's nothing better than freewheeling down a hill with the wind in your ears. I feel like a ten-year-old. I also ordered an aerobic step which arrived yesterday. I used to love step aerobics when I was young and I'd forgotten all about it until I came across one online while I was trying to organise my son's outdoor gym. I've waited for weeks for it to arrive and again wondered whether or not I'd actually ever use it. There are so many videos online and since it arrived I've already done two reasonably intense workouts. I feel so proud of myself. But more than that, it's really lifted my spirits. I wanted to make a note of how good I felt after it was finished because I'm one of those people that avoids all the things in life that actually make me feel better, like drinking lots of water. So it's boot camp here in the Hardacre household. I'll let you know how long that lasts. I've really needed the boost this week. Like most of us in lockdown, I've had some tricky moments. It's such a strange existence, like I'm hiding out. Then I look around and get a series of little shocks. 
One hit me out of nowhere earlier this week as I waited in the queue to pay for some shopping. It was as if I was standing back from myself. I couldn't help notice the troubled look on people's faces, the flimsy plastic meant to protect the young worker from the virus, and I was overcome by an immense feeling that everything was ruined. It was a horrible moment. I filled my bags in silence, desperate to get home. But as I went to leave the store, I bumped into a woman I've only known for a few months. I met her when she heard my band play at an open mic in Skipton, and she immediately booked us for a venue she runs. We were supposed to be playing there in September. But as with all our gigs, I suspect it won't go ahead. Anyway, we both had a good moan, a good laugh, and actually... I felt better for having spoken to someone, someone who's not a member of my family, someone different. The band has lost out financially during lockdown, but it's been more than that. We'd built up so much momentum, we'd started to relax during performances. It was all coming together. It's a difficult thing performing live. There's so much to remember. For me, it's never the music. That's just stored somewhere in my head. It's more the lyrics. Sometimes I look for them in my mind and it's just empty. I've learned to wing it, or at least not worry about it so much. But it's taken a lot of gigs, and a lot of practice, and a lot of patience. I also miss the sense of community. Being among people who all share a love of music, all of us trying out new things. Open mics are strange in a way because your audience is made up of other musicians waiting to play. But we're all really supportive. It's really important to learn how to connect with an audience. I find it much easier when I'm reading stuff I've written than I do when I'm playing music. I think it's because I hid from music for so long. But here's a note to self. No more hiding. I may have mentioned earlier in the podcast that I've been helping with the publicity for a festival being organised by fellow musicians in Otley. Most of the musicians I know have kept going during lockdown. They've been busy making online videos or learning new skills, writing new songs. So we're going to showcase their work. It's kept me busy and focused this week, rewriting the website, organising press details, figuring out how I'm going to showcase these videos. It's been nice to have a focus again. To be honest, I've not done that much musically since lockdown. I like to play alongside other people and miss the fun of hearing a song come together. Even though the band has asked me to record, I've been loath to do it. What's the problem? My other half asked. And I don't really know. Other than, for me, music is a conversation and I don't really like talking to myself. But it's been nice to be involved in organising the festival. We all need a little success in our lives. We all need a goal. And I worry for the future of our entire country when I look at the financial cost of this whole issue and the unemployment figures already starting to rise. I can't be alone in wondering how we're going to get through this. The stories coming out about the virus have been truly terrifying. But then there's this other issue. 
We're currently £1.9 trillion in debt in this country. Rolls-Royce made job cuts this week. The firm is based in Derby, not too far from here, and makes plane engines. Global traffic is expected to decline by 45%. Uber, high street retailers, tourism, they're just some of the areas affected. And how the hospitality industry will survive is anyone's guess. Theatres too are under threat. Reading about all this has a strange effect on me. I look at it, then immediately shut the door in its face, as if it's some sort of unwelcome salesman trying to wing his way in. I'm not good at economics, but it seems that the solutions to the debt we've incurred are limited in terms of how we try to recoup this money. Raise taxes or reduce public spending. So many people argue that we should tax those wealthy companies that dodge paying their dues. And in principle, I agree. But in my experience, wealthy people like holding on to their money. Don't even get me started on that subject. But what if those wealthy people decide they don't like having less? They'll opt to lay off their staff instead. Of course they will. And then we'll have more people out of work. And reducing public spending? Well, that's got obvious implications for our already threatened NHS, policing, fire service, etc. All those who helped us through this. So instead, we borrow. Borrowing makes me uncomfortable. I can hear my mum drumming a mantra through me when I was young. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. Frightens me to think of the future. To think how my children are going to cope. My son will be landed with a debt of over 40 grand when he finishes university. That's almost as much as our first house cost. Is it worth it? I want him to follow his dreams. I really do. But I can't help thinking that we're all telling ourselves a story about how we'll be okay. Perhaps it's a story we need right now. Perhaps, with so much danger and uncertainty surrounding us, our heads feel safer in the sand. Perhaps to lift them out is too overwhelming. But it won't be long before we start to suffocate ourselves, and it's that thought that wakes me in the middle of the night, worming its way through my mind, twisting and turning. <laughs>